This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Never Meet Your Idols, a podcast where your idols get real, whether you like like it it or not. (laughs) Welcome to season two, episode eight. Yes, sure. We'll go with it. (laughs) Episode eight of Never Meet Your Idols. We're your hosts. I'm Corey. And I'm Laura Mary. And today we have on Ben Thatcher from Royal Blood. Yeah. Whereas you call him Benji. Yeah. I, I call him Benji just because Steve and my band calls him that. I don't know. Maybe we'll just call him Ben. It's more serious. Yeah. More regal. Yeah. Um, more royal. More royal. Exactly. Well, there, I mean, so Royal Blood's a two piece. Yeah. But there are no guitars. Bass, yeah. Just bass and drums. And Ben plays drums. We've had a lot of drummers on this show. I know. Which is funny. I mean, I don't usually like drummers very much, but you know, we'll take we'll take whoever we can get. They're usually talkative <laughs> for sure. Because they are they're like trying to compensate for <laughs> what? <laughs> the lack of attention they get. Oh yeah. <laughs> drummers are in back, yet they all usually have lead singer syndrome. Yeah, well, you're telling me my drummer <laughs> sings. Sits in the front. I know. And sits and sings. in the front. Okay, here he is. Ready? Here's your idol, Ben Thatcher. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. I can. Are you drinking? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well. Let's get started right out of the gate. Only question we ask everyone is, have you met your idol? And if so, tell us about it. Okay, so I thought about this and I think if I met my idol, then they're no longer my idol. I think an idol should be someone that you can't meet, that you just idolize. So yeah, someone like Jesus, but not Jesus. Elvis, like someone that I just can't meet. Idols should be people that you can't touch and you can't talk to, like even if they're in the same room. Have you met someone that you thought was your idol then and it ruined it for you? No. I've met people that I might have idolised when I was younger. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, not really. I'm not an idol person. I just think people are cool. I don't like obsess over anyone. Yeah, that's how I am, except it's kind of the opposite. Like I'm not an idle person, but 
I don't think anyone's cool. <laughs> like the cynical <laughs> version of you. Yeah, right. You must have some stories though, like you've met everyone. Tell us a fun I've, story. Okay, I've met a lot of people you have. who people would say were idols. Um, I've got a great story. I found myself backstage at a Guns N' Roses concert and it was just me, Axel, Slash and Chris Rock and I don't know what I was doing there, but they were all having a little conversation. And I said something and Chris Rock came over and fist pumped me because he thought what I said was really funny. What and uh, I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> the fist pump and thinking, wow, I'm, I'm in some kind of cool club here. What was Chris Rock doing there? I think he's a Guns N' Roses fan. Well, he must be. <laughs> you felt out of place but then you were like it was axel rose slash and chris rock <laughs> yeah no one else in the room so i and i don't know what i was doing in that room did you see their show are you a, a guns and roses fan um i'm i am a guns and roses fan yes and i did see the show um i think they uh were obviously a lot better in their day but they can still wail yeah yeah sure. i'm a big fan what was axel rose looking like did he have his braids no or he... he um he had a hat on like a big um what do you call him hat did he <laughs> um, have a bandana <laughs> underneath the hat yeah he had the yeah. bandana under yeah and the prom i think he had a bandana in his pocket yeah as well you know what that means yeah exactly <laughs> i can't remember what side it was on yeah, that, that's I think important. it was on both sides. <laughs> Cover <laughs> Axel Rose covering yeah. all bases. <laughs> so I have, yeah, I don't know what signals he's trying to give there. Did uh, you talk to him or Slash or just Chris Rock? Um, I I talked to them separately, but at that moment, it yeah, it was just a comment. It was it was something very English and sarcastic, um, and yeah. I don't remember what it was, but I remember uh, feeling pretty cool. You had Lars from Metallica play take over your drums once, didn't you? I did. Um, that, yeah, he's a mad guy. Absolutely lovely. He, um, we were playing with the Pixies when I first met him and it was, we had a really rough day. I remember it was a day coming from LA to San Francisco and it was the first time we've ever been there. And we had to do press all day in a hotel room. And it we were just hung over and we wanted to go out in San Francisco and check it out. And we weren't able to, and we played a show. And the Pixie shows, although they were cool, they just the crowd was weird. Like they're all seated and just were waiting for the Pixies to come on basically. So we went on, had a bit of a rough show and we're just sitting in the dressing room. We had a knock on the door and yeah, I mean, this was like the first year of being in Royal Blood. So to have Lars turn up at the in your dressing room was pretty mad. And he took us out. Um, he uh, we jumped in his car and went to Mrs. Doubtfire's house, which was rad. Oh, and like the, the where they shot Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In San Francisco. Awesome. Yeah. So. Did he just know where that was or did you guys want to go there and you asked him like he like Lars Ulrich was your Uber driver and you were like, we need to go see the Mrs. Doubtfire house. So it was him and his 
um, his wife and um, she was driving, he was drinking with us. And we, yeah, we said, we want to go to Mr. Doubtfire's house. And it was just up the road. And then we went over the Golden Gate Bridge. Actually, just before we went over the Golden Gate Bridge, we're just coming up to it. And he told his wife to slam on the brakes and turn around and she just, and then he just jumped out the car and we're like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> and he just came back with a crate of beers. And he was like, if we're going to do this, we've got to do it properly. And we're all out like his sunroof drinking uh, beers over the Golden Gate Bridge. It was rad. Also, Lars, the stories I've heard about Lars are like him being a dick. And um, yeah, so when we met him, I was expecting to not like him, but he was the most loveliest man. Well, maybe yeah, he's like a reformed day. dick. So like he was a dick and then he was, and then he realized, oh, I should stop being a dick. And then to compensate for all those years of being a dick, he's super awesome. Because did you see that Well, maybe you can just turn it on. It's amazing <laughs> like, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean. Dennis said I he was think, really nice last, the last guest we had. He said he yeah. was really nice as well. Boris is nice. mm. Yeah, he's the best. And he plays um a game that I'm really into at the moment called Rummy Cup. Have you ever played that? Oh my God, wait one second. Suddenly I like you <laughs> a lot more. Hold up. <laughs> right, what we got? I just learned what Rummy awesome. Cup was. Um, and I like that you uh -huh. said Rummy Cup because when it was taught to me, they said it was Rummy Cube, but I think Rummy Cup is cuter. So I just learned it, like how to play it a couple of weeks ago. And I am killing it. I am the champion, undefeated <laughs> champion of this household. There's only one other person in this household, but still, this is my travel set. Very retro looking. Amazing. Oh, Laura, this is all we're going to be doing when you get here. But get ready for this. Oh my gosh. I just molded all of the tiles <laughs> because I'm going to start making custom rummy cub sets with no. epoxy. Yes. Because I do a bunch of like epoxy sculpture and art stuff. I'm going to do custom, whatever colors you want. Incredible. You want, just hit me up. This is going to be my new career. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, Laura. Wow. I don't even know what you're it's even talking about. It's this game that I'm really terrible at explaining it. I mean, I've heard the name. You just have it's to a little me. bit. It's a little bit like Rummy, the card game. This is what I've heard. Oh, you know yeah, play that. that's probably what I was. I think it's based about. on that. I've never okay. played that before, but it's with yeah. tiles. Oh, it's all I think about. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I play it on my phone. Wait, there's a phone version. There's an app. What? Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay, podcast is over. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can do tournaments and everything. Wicked. Wow, I'm downloading it right now. So wait, did you know that <laughs> yeah. Lars liked Rummy Cub before or? No, I saw um, his girlfriend, sorry, his wife um, was playing it with him and just I found out that he was obsessed. And so we're going to play when, um, when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> this is great news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you this happy. <laughs> I know. Suddenly I have a purpose to keep going, a reason to live. I'm, I'm impressed with how many versions of, of and you're making your own. Yeah. And that's insane. I will let you know how it turns out. Please it's do. Gonna be, I'm making it for a friend of mine. And now I'm, I think I'm just going to make multiple sets. I'm experimenting with many different. I want to make like a neon one. Yeah, rad. You should make a glow yeah. in the dark one. 
so we could play rummy cub in the dark <laughs> yeah that's it um anyway what, that's great i'm tickled <laughs> so i guess we'll talk about music um you have a new yeah. record out and it's number one on the charts it is where is it so um i haven't actually gotten my record label haven't sent me my record yet which is pretty terrible i had to buy it will um, you be reimbursed yeah i hope so but they have i don't i think it must be a joke but they keep on sending me our single of limbo like on vinyl and <laughs> i'm not kidding you i don't know why i, I keep on getting them sent in like <laughs> uh like groups of five and i've not Who's like i asked label? them once yeah warner brothers no wonder <laughs> fucking slackers yeah clown clowning Clowning around. around fucking bugs bunny bugs bunny is our a and r guy right <laughs> the secret to success That's um it. two pieces usually rub me the wrong way because i'm like i need bass but you guys don't have guitar no um well he he does make it sound like guitars though so um yeah he's kind of just cheating it in the the other way that law would do it yeah it's like oh yeah i try to make my guitar sound like a bass yeah, yes yeah, yeah. like the other way yeah see the thing with mike is he he likes to make whatever instrument he's playing sound like something else so he was playing a guitar and he was making it sound like a bass <laughs> um and then yeah he got the bass and he wants to make it sound like a guitar and now he's with this new album he's like making the bass sound like a synthesizer so he he just can't pick up the right instrument <laughs> or every instrument's um, the right yeah, instrument yeah but exactly where i'm just either got the drums or like a penny whistle or like I like that sound. We should too. have that on our podcast. Right. Actually, that could be the new podcast jingle. There you go. Yeah. And, it, and if someone says something like wrong or weird, just like. That's what, Laura, that's what you could do to me all the time. <laughs> that's all I'll know. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, yeah. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> that's like that delight song I love. Which song? Groove is in the oh, heart. Oh, yeah. Groove is Groove in the is heart. In the heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how they did it. Now we know. Yeah. Maybe I could do an in, an in your intro on the pan pipes. We need a new intro. There you go. You're hired. We do. You, you really, you well, really. I need to practice us with your audition just now. <laughs> see, see, this is exactly how I got into Mike's first band. <laughs> your charm. It was your. Now charm. we're seeing it all. Yeah, because they already had a drummer. I told them I could play guitar, which I couldn't, but I bought a guitar and I learned all their songs. And that's how, that was our first band. So you, you got, you talked your way into the band and then you talked him into getting rid of all the other members. <laughs> yes. yes, pretty much. And then, yeah, we just changed. Well, uh, yeah, after the beginning, the beginnings of Royal Blood were, um, I was getting older. Mike's a little bit younger than me and I was getting fed up of playing shows and not getting paid any money and that was pretty boring and i didn't you know we had to beg our friends to come i didn't want to do that anymore so i started doing wedding bands because people love a wedding 
they're always going to be fun. There's going to be people there who want to get drunk and enjoy themselves. So, and you get money. And uh, yeah, but then Mike came back from Australia and he had some really good songs and I was bored of playing wedding music. So yeah. Josh from Queens of the Stone Age produced your last record or this latest one? He did one of the songs on the record and two of the B-sides. We were on tour with Queens of the Stone Age and then uh, when we finished, we started writing again and Mike, the other guy in the band, went and did uh, the Desert Sessions. Okay, yeah. Which is where, yeah, Josh brings loads of people together and out in the desert. And so then Mike saw Josh like producing and and he was like, we've, we've got to do something with him. And by this time, we were really good friends with him. So it was kind of an easy, an easy start off point for us going to write. And he just made it so much fun. He has loads of wigs in his studio. And if you put a wig on and play an instrument, you become a different person. It's like almost like putting on a nice jacket when you're walking on stage. You have a different strut to you, feel a bit more confident. Where with a wig, you can like become Roy from Antwerp or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> And Roy plays well different. He plays drums. He's a maniac. Yeah. Yeah. And I like creating like personas for me. And now some questions from the public. What? Okay, Robin, what would you say to someone who wants to do what you do when they grow up? I was going to say don't. (laughs) Don't fucking do it. (laughs) I've got many questions for Robin. Yeah. why he wants to do what he wants to do why does he want to be me all of a sudden yeah why what is think... it why robin <laughs> why robin do why? your own thing man your own path. <laughs> <laughs> um i this is a funny question um a question from john smith ben why did you steal blubber cheese thunder that is a question i want to ask you ben why did royal blood what was it sorry (laughs) why breaking up why did you oh shit (laughs) i i think um we just uh brought the lightning to blood red cheese's thunder yeah that's a good we we Uh, worked we worked worked together there is a weird i've already kind of messed up the name by being like blood red royal (laughs) blood shoes (laughs) but you're i mean both you i thought you came from brighton too Right? Who? Me. Ben, sorry. You. I come from a little village near Brighton, but pretty much Brighton. I lived here since I was quite young. So what's up with these uh, Brighton bands and their blood names? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I would like to put up my hands and say I didn't come up with a name. Um, Is that Mike? That was Mike, who also writes the lyrics and uh and most of the music so, so mike went to your show um, laura the fuck you mike <laughs> mike went to a blood red shoe yeah. show and came back to ben and was like i have a great band name <laughs> yeah so my band's been around for like 17 years and and we were like in the studio one time and i think we had to move our gear out of our lockup or something because you guys were moving into our <laughs> lockup room i think we i think we didn't need the big the amount of space and you guys did and i didn't know who you were and I remember like one of the guys that worked at Brian Electric was like, oh yeah, like there's this new band and um, their new two-piece like rock band. And I was like, oh really? And I was like, what are they called? He was like, Royal Blood. <laughs> I was like, oh, 
<laughs> I was like, two piece rock band. And I was like, okay. But then I, like, I, I remember clearing the spit off my drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, thinking, all right. And then you guys like blew up. And I was like, fucking bands come to <laughs> Yeah. Take over our rehearsal space. Yeah. Take yeah. over our name. Take over our country. Yeah. And now, now everyone's like, "You're not the, you're not the Brighton Two Piece band anymore." Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are to me. There's enough space for. Yeah. There's enough space for two of us. This town ain't yeah. big enough for the both of us. <laughs> but not that, not that blood shoes yeah, royal. Blood shoes royal, my favorite band. We just need to do like, yeah, super great. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. There is enough space for all of you because two 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 pieces equal the size of one regular band. Yeah, there you go. That's that is true. Frank's to Frank, aka Andrew, aka that guy he took to Nan Nando's, aka that guy that showed up to the DC rooftop with the Glastonbury Inception shirt. Supposedly, you'll know what that means. I do. Yes, we do. Yeah, um, you seem stoked. <laughs> <laughs> you're like uh-huh uh but the guy um the guy's a, a a big fan and comes to a lot of our shows all around america matt helders wore a t-shirt of royal bloods at glastonbury and when we played at glastonbury i wore a t-shirt of matt helders wearing the t-shirt of him playing at glastonbury and then this guy had done another t-shirt of i think him oh i can't remember what it was, it was it was something that's the inception thing going on there and then, but anyway I, I this guy is you know he's a nice guy he comes to all of our shows big like support our band so i i took him to nando's once <laughs> Classic. and uh and I've, I've you know heard about it every day since i've done it it's yeah. kind of the equivalent of you having Lars Ulrich take you know you guys to the Golden Gate Bridge and yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire is, you taking yeah. this guy to Nando's is, it, it's like that it kind of mm -hmm. so you're like you're like messaging me? Lars yeah. all the time like <laughs> um do you want to play Rummy Cup <laughs> remember that night we played Rummy Cup <laughs> remember that uh, but his question is, after your extensive touring with Queens of the Stone Age and seeing how frequently and significantly they change their live set list from show to show, is that something you and Mike would consider now that your discography has grown a bit? Having a few yes. rotating shifting slots for older album tracks or even B-sides while still playing all the meat and potatoes, <laughs> that would normally make the set list while he's pretty demanding too. Um, okay. Yes, we will change the set list because we've got new songs uh, just for you. Um, I guess he's saying that they change it from show to show. But I think when you're putting on a show, you, you find out things that really work together and things that make the set really great. And it's a bit of, um, it's good to change it up for your own sake. But I think you know of what songs go well together best and and how to put on the, the best put the best set list yeah, together I think maybe fans should just um, trust that you guys have an understanding of what you're doing and why yeah i guess yeah. the thing with andrew is he comes to a lot of our shows so he sees queens of the stone age changing their set list and maybe not us 
but that was because we were, we're a support band and yeah. we were playing to a lot of other people, um, not just Andrew. Also, a lot of these yeah. shows, people are seeing you for the first time and something you want to put on the best, your best songs together and not not play too long. I don't want to play all my songs. Yeah, I want to play just the best ones. Yeah, I think yeah. I was, um, one of the times I saw Swans, Michael Giro, um, like, of course, it was three hours into the set, three songs in. <laughs> no ac loud as hell and an audience member started like yelling out requests it's like why would you ever try that with that guy it's not gonna happen and he stopped playing and he says we make the food you eat it and that was it yeah. <laughs> that was like yes. sounds like saint laura would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you guys done your idols yet not really we took we did like an episode we talked about people but i don't know so i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask you the question okay who are your idols what about uh yeah like non-music now you've got me thinking i think steve carell i think he's my idol yeah i think non-music's more fun this is one of those like music podcasts yeah. with people who don't even like ever want to talk about music we're always like yeah, do we have we, to talk, we talk about, about music yeah but yeah, Steve Carell, it's a good one. A couple days ago, I was at, you know, that French actress, Julie Delphi. I was at her house and like, she's a pretty big deal. There were other actors there who were pretty big deals, you know? And of course I just had no interest except for the food table, you know, like eating cake. I'm like, oh, free food. <laughs> and then this guy shows up, this actor who I know him as Shane from The Shield. Have you seen the show, The Shield? Okay, no. it's like, from 1999, LA corrupt cop show, really bad, but really good. And it, it start the main star is that guy who played the commish, the fat bald guy. Anyway, point is, is Shane from the shield was one of his sidekicks on the show. And he walked into this party and I was like, Oh my God, it's Shane from the shield. It's Shane from the shield. He was sitting next to me on the couch eating. I was like, oh, oh. couldn't even, I had to turn my back to him because I couldn't hide the excitement. Shane, Shane from, the, from shield. the shield. I get that when I've seen a few like EastEnders cast, which is, you probably don't know what EastEnders is. Oh, you told me that soap movie. opera. Yeah. Yeah. The soap opera. Yeah. When I was younger, I saw some of the cast in a diner, late night diner, and I just like lost my mine i just couldn't believe they were there eating burgers and they're like they're real people right you see I, I think idols that you had growing up are the ones that you see now and you're you're freaked out by them yeah just shame because from of that the shield, nostalgia yeah. shame <laughs> from this yeah exactly i think if i want, met one of the gladiators i'll go mad like jet from the from the gladiators the gladiators Ulti ulti is it like ultimate, ultimate warrior, warrior yeah like they do like jungle gyms for adults yeah yeah that's it that's yeah. it and so jet was one of the gladiators back in the 90s who, i remember uh, jet yeah she was hot stuff and yeah she was cool I, I thought she was really cool so if you were to meet if you were to see jet in the grocery store would you get a little flustered jet jet would be my shane shields shane from the shield was his name <laughs> I think yeah his real name's Walton Goggins, but um, he's forever Shane from The Shield for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may, it's got more of a ring yeah, to I it. I think so. Shane from The Shield. It's, it's like from The Shire, isn't it? 
<laughs> oh my god but i can't wait for you guys just please google google image him when we end this because you're gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> i want to do it now scene <laughs> from the shield it's intense his teeth are really intense it's a great band name yeah that is Shane from the shield yeah yeah let's do it yeah <laughs> Ransom Raves. Something you're really into right now, and then something you really hate right now. Something I really like right now. Um, it happened just this weekend, but I didn't realize how into the Eurovision I was. Like, the Eurovision Song Contest is like a one massive party. It, I wanted to have um, a Eurovision party, but no one wanted to join me. But is it like um, American Idol? Like. What's no. the equivalent? It's really hard to okay. explain. It's like a talent show from each country in Europe, but it without um, like well-known bands or artists. And it's pretty extravagant. A lot of money goes into the production and it can be the most camp thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Or the most like odd and weird thing, but it's just you get behind each country and you want them to do so well. And uh, yeah, it's just I yeah I wanted to throw a party, but no one wanted to join my Eurovision party. I, would have I was so into it. <laughs> it's it's so intense. I I was like I didn't know what to do with myself. I, what was, country were you rooting for? Uh, Italy, who did win? Is that who won? Um, I didn't even realize. That. Ooh. Yeah, they were they're a rock band. And what about your? That was your rave, my right? Yeah, what's thing, your rant? What are I you hate. not into right now? What am I not into? Besides Warner Brother Records, oh. sending you a bunch of spam. Do you know what? I was just <laughs> when you said that, I was just looking at that pile of records. Yeah, uh, what I don't like is waste. You hear that, Warner yeah. Brothers? I keep on getting the same record that I did. <laughs> I don't need it. He knows what's on there. I don't need 40 of them. <laughs> Waste. Waste. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to give these away to people that also don't <laughs> want them. Well, thank you. Thanks for being, yeah, Look, thanks. we'll end on this. For the listener, Karesh has a photo of Shane from The Shield. <laughs> no, shut <laughs> up. Shut up. Wow. <laughs> Starstruck. Shane. Shane. I understand why you'd be so starstruck though. <laughs> because if you just saw him, like it couldn't be no, anyone else. It's like yeah. that guy. Like, <laughs> now you guys yeah. are gonna recognize him forever. Yeah. <gasps> so when you see that guy, you could be like, Shane from the Shield. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good talk. He's All right. <laughs> well, thanks for being thank on you. here. Talk thank to you, you both. Soon. Thank you, Bye. Pleasure. See ya. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Never Meet Your Idols. Join us next time when we welcome Ian Asprey from the cult. To submit questions for us or our guests, email us at nevermeetyouridols at gmail.com. Or send us a message or voice memo on Instagram at Never Meet Your Idols podcast. Until next time, I'm Karay. And I'm Laura Mary. See you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday.